quality is not an act. It is a habit. That is a quote by Aristotle. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 79. Before I get started, I would like to say, don't forget to join me every Friday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for my Facebook live show called Talk to Trina. And that's where I share tips, trends, experiences, and I discuss leadership and leadership development with you. I answer your questions. I speak on the topics that you are concerned about, and it's something that I think is much needed in the world today, especially at times like this. We all need to have good leadership. So the topic of this week's episode is changing your mind, body, and lifestyle. My guest this week is Lori Lewis Coors. Lori is an overcomer in life, and recovered from a major health condition by speaking positive words over her life, correcting her diet, and by making choices towards regaining a healthy lifestyle emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Lori works with both individuals and groups using a clinically studied weight loss program along with her added special touches and mindful eating techniques which result in healthy habits that stick, not through dieting. Hi, Lori. Welcome to Trina Talk. Oh, thank you for having me, Trina. Thank you so much. I'm glad to have you here. You are a health and wellness coach, but you don't focus on dieting, which is very interesting. But before we go into your story, um, give us a quick synopsis of who you are and how you became the Lori that you are today. Yeah. Um, well, I, um, I became a health coach, I guess I've, well, before that I, yeah, I've had a lot of experience in, um, the, um, before I even went to school, um, or to be a dietetic technician, which I can explain what that is later. Um, I worked in a health food store here locally in Columbus and, um, uh, loved helping people in a more natural way. And that's just always been an interest to me, how food and nutrition affects the body. And so then I uh, was really interested. My kids were in school full time and I didn't, you know, I was a stay at home mom and I was like, Ooh, now's my chance. I can maybe go to school or do something for me while they're gone. And I, um, new nutrition was always a passion for me. And that's when I investigated what kind of schooling I could get into. I was thinking about being a registered dietitian and that seemed to, um, 
overwhelming uh, as far as school went. So I went the uh, dietetic technician route. And I also have about 11 years in the organic food industry. Okay. If that helps. Yeah. Oh, so go ahead and explain what a dietetic technician is. Yeah. Okay. Um, our designation is uh, a DTR or an NDTR, and that stands for a Nutrition and Dietetics Technician Registered. And we are registered through the American Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, um, just like the registered dietitians are the same academy. Uh, what we do is we really support registered dietitians uh, in what they're doing. They do uh, medical nutrition therapy. So, you know, their job is to come in and help folks um, with specific um, diets for uh, medical conditions. And we help assist the dietitian in that. So we, we do get some medical nutrition therapy training, uh, food science, food purchasing. We created menus in school. Um, uh, we, we helped with some local um, like Meals on Wheels. Uh, we had practicums in hospitals. So we were all over the place. Uh, it was so much fun. And we're basically not only supporting dietitians, but we also um, speak to the public on healthy lifestyles and give nutrition education talks. Um, so we were really supporting the community um, as well as the dietitians. Okay. So yeah. there's, I know there's a story behind all of it. What made you, what made you get into doing all of this? Yeah. Um, well, like I was saying earlier, I was a stay-at-home mom. Now, my children are in their 20s now, so this was decades ago. And um, I found that I was mindlessly kind of snacking, you know, throughout the day. Um, when you when you stay at home with your kids, I don't, you know, a lot of people understand it's a tough job. It's rewarding. It can be tough and sometimes lonely. Um, but, um, I was just snacking cause you're always making lunches and snacks and dinners for the kids and everything. And I, you know, I, I put on some weight in my middle and I was just feeling kind of frumpy and not myself. So I decided to put myself on a low carb diet and, you know, cause we all want to lose weight quickly, you know, so I get that. And, um, I did it unhealthily. I didn't know I was realize I was doing it. Now, with all the information I know now, with all the, the training I have, I realized that I was eating a very high inflammatory diet of um, a lot of diet sodas, which I was, you know, drinking anyway. And then on top of that, I, I decided that, um, boy, well, if I'm going to eat low carb, then I can eat red meat because that gives eat that and combine that with some um, stress I was having at the time. And I ended up not only losing some weight, but also gaining a, um, an autoimmune disease diagnosis. So that got my attention. Um, it was specifically multiple sclerosis. And that 
got my attention. And so I said, well, um, you better make some modifications. I knew inherently that my diet was a problem, you know, and I think a lot of us know that as well. Like we're just not taking care of ourselves in some way. Um, but we we think we're getting away with it until something happens like that, like a diagnosis, um, which I won't do that ever again. I got back to I corrected my diet right away because I knew that I just knew it was wrong. You know, it was unhealthy. Um, I got back into exercising because I've always loved being in the gym. I just focused on me again and my health and really took it seriously. I had two little kids at the time and um, was married and I was like, I, I need to be there for everybody. So that began my journey and really, you know, my journey back to health. And there's so much more to it, which I'm happy to share. But that is basically why I became a health coach, because I saw what happened, first of all, when my diet changed to an unhealthy one, the ramifications of that. And then when I corrected it, and I also got back into exercising, I spoke positive words over my life, all kinds of things. And then I saw the results of all of those changes and, you know, how it can affect somebody's life. And I thought, I have to be a part of this and help people. Wow. That's amazing. Because like you said, everyone wants to lose weight. And I think especially here in America, there's the diet, you know, fats. And it's surprising to me, you said, okay, I'm going to do a, a, a low carb diet, but it ended up having a negative effect on you. Um, tell us as far as how you work with your clients that are, do they come to you after dieting and they just have given up all hope because it's not working? Or do you catch them before they go on a diet program to tell them what's healthy? How exactly are you working with your clients? Yeah, I would say most of them have tried. Um, I like to say they've tried all the diets before, you know. Um, I, what I, you know, I usually help the, the person that has been stuck in the yo-yo dieting, you know, um, cycle. Um, they, they often jump from this diet. Well, that, that, you know, worked for a while, but I gained the weight back. So now I'm going to try this one because I, I know this is the one, you know, that's just going to change my life. And it doesn't. Um, so I really help the per person that's really been searching and trying different diets. Um, and they just haven't found. Um, I, I, I would say it's usually the underlying problem. You know, they're, they're trying to just correct their food choices more so than getting to the root of the problem, which could even be emotional eating, um, you know, or something like that. You know, why are we in the habits that we're in um, that are having us gain the weight in the first place? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and is that where you say you do it through mindset and behavior changes? So you're not just saying, oh, here's a new program, here's a new fad, here's a new diet, do this you're actually sitting down and talking to the person and getting to know them before you make any kind of um, dietary recommendations. That's, that's 
Absolutely correct. I, I work on the whole person. And, you know, everyone has um, different stressors in their lives, right? Um, every Everyone is in a different situation at home and at work. And so um, the, the one diet fits all cookie cutter. I, I had somebody once say to me that she was really tired of the cookie cutter solutions and needed someone who will just focus on her, you know? So that's, that's really what I do. Mm. And speak more to how, cause you said how your dieting led to MS speak more to that, because I think maybe a lot of times, many other things that people that come about in a person's health make be contributed to their diet or lack of good diet, whatever, however you want to call it, but they don't attribute those things as being cause and effect. How many times are you seeing things like that? Well, I, I think, um, I think Trina, it's not only that either it's, well, diet plays such a huge role, you know, because, um, it's a combination of a lot of things, I think. And, and mind you, I am no, I don't know everything about this, right? <laughs> about how diseases come about. But um, yes, diet plays a huge role because inflammation, a very high inflammatory diet uh, can cause all kinds of problems. Um, and I really, uh, if people want to search, this is a fascinating topic too, the, the topic of epigenetics. Um, it's fascinating. And basically what that is saying is, um, everybody, you know, has their, their own genetic makeup and your diet environment, stressors, you know, stress, all kinds of things can turn on or off your genes. So I, one side of my family has, um, a history of autoimmune issues, not necessarily MS, but in a, you know, different ways. So that's why I'm just, my theory is that because of the stress I was under, my poor diet choices at the time, uh, that turned on my um, genes, you know, my autoimmune genes. And that's just how it manifested in me uh, was MS. So that it's just kind of a throwing that out there um, as a theory. Again, I'm not a, you know, can't tell you exactly why somebody gets something. I think the other thing that I've, I've had many discussions with people when I've um, told friends or just in casual conversation that I um, had that diagnosis and I'm doing really well now, they're like, oh my gosh, you need to talk to my friend and encourage them. Um, and sometimes I find that um, people have thoughts of, and when I say mindset, um, I'm really tough on myself. And so I find that in talking with people in the past, people that are really hard on themselves and speak negative words over themselves, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so stupid, or I can't do anything right. Or, you know, oh, I'm, I'm sick and tired of everything. You know, the words you speak have such power over you. Um, also, I have found that um, sometimes people who have been in um, abusive relationships also um, find themselves with maybe some kind of autoimmune 
issue. And I'm, you know, getting into a whole different topic here, but I really believe it's just a, a lot of different things um, because autoimmune an issue, that issue means your body is literally attacking itself, right? So if your words are attacking yourself or someone else's words or, you know, or it maybe could be physical also, if something else is attacking you, I really believe that that manifests in your body as well. You know, we don't um, just eat food. We eat our feelings as well. And so um, I really believe that that has part of it to do with it too. So that's why I also work on mindset with folks. Um, you know, did you hear what, you know, I have a coach too that tells me, did you hear what you just said? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't realize just, I just said that. Oh, I take that back. And I'm now going to say this, you know, over my life. Sorry, you know, thank you for catching that. So I do those kinds of things with uh, my clients as well. Wow. That's interesting you say that. And I love um, what you said. We eat our feelings because we do so many yeah. times, you know, and I, I can say I have too. So many times I'll say, oh, wow, I, why am I eating this? I'm, I'm not hungry. And yeah. nine times out of 10, it's because it's there. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and you, yeah, you walk past it and you're like, I, I don't want those donuts. But then you walk past them. And you're like, okay, well, they're sitting here. They're going to be stale soon. So I'm going to go ahead and eat one. So right. we find, <laughs> we find ways to justify it. Um, but I would like to, uh, since we're talking about, and this shows for inspiring and, and motivating others, I would like to really get into how people can do better with their health and wellness. What are some things that you want to suggest that the listeners um, take heed to in their lives? Yeah. Um, I think first, you know, just, uh, don't be hard on yourself. <laughs> if you are trying to, um, lose weight and say you have, you know, a hundred pounds or more to lose, or, you know, you may have 20, you know, that you want to lose, or maybe a hundred or more. I think it's such a journey and, you know, it's so common to take one step forward and two or three steps back. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people get stuck in, oh my gosh, this is never going to happen. Um, it, it's so overwhelming. Um, you know, just keep taking that, that one step forward that you know is towards your health goals, you know? And I think focusing on your health and not your weight is a big, big, um, motivator, you know, cause really that's what it's about. Because when you have a healthy lifestyle, when you're, you know, finding movement that you enjoy and you're uh, making better food choices, healthier food choices, um, and you're enjoying it. That's the key too. I'm, I'm all about, um, having my clients find what they truly enjoy because when you enjoy that and you don't feel like it's a diet that you have to um, oh, that you have to maintain for, you know, a couple of months and then, Ooh, I'm done. I can just go back to my old ways. When you really enjoy a change in your lifestyle, you're going to want to do that the rest of your life. And, um, so I think finding what you enjoy and just taking one step at a time and to, to not overwhelm yourself is, 
um, really one way to start. I agree. Now, I have a question. Now, with dieting, per se, like you said, you were like, okay, I'm going to do the no carb thing. We all have see these different things. Like, Okay, I'm going to do intermittent fasting. I'm going to do no carbs. I'm going to do keto, whatever. There's a whole plethora of things out there. And how do we know? I guess we don't know, but there's so many different things out there. And like you said, you tried something. It didn't work well for you. It brought out some adverse things in your, your body. Is there any way to know what's best? Because not everyone can afford to go to you and a dietitian. Do you, do you have any suggestions for things that people can do to maybe try to select what may be best for them instead of going with what's trendy? Yeah, I think too, everybody is, everybody is different. And um, just because, you know, I said this low carb regimen, you know, you know, I ended up with this, this issue (laughs) doesn't mean low carb is bad. You know, I just, I personally just did it in a, in a way that, that didn't work for me. Um, But there are ways you can do it in a healthy way. There is, um, um, all kinds of resources out there that are, um, you know, I, I think one of the best, best plans, honestly, Weight Watchers, um, has a, I just think they, cause they promote um, healthy food and lifestyles. Um, I think they're pretty solid. Um, there's a lot of websites too, that are, um, you know, you gotta be careful, but there are some great resources out there. If you can't afford a coach. Um, I am coming, I'm, I'm actually working on a couple of things too, that are, um, more evergreen that, you know, are going to be, have a lower price point. So stay tuned <laughs> to my website on that. But there are a lot of ways, um, oh, the U S, um, the, my plate has some good resources too. I love their diagram of a plate and how you have about half your plate as um, non-starchy vegetables, a fourth of your plate, a healthy complex carbohydrate, and then a fourth of your plate, uh, lean protein. You know, that's always a great way to start as watch your portions. (laughs) And I want to get your opinion, especially with your expertise. So I just recently came back from Italy and Going there, everything is fresh. I mean, I love the food. It's Italy, right? Who who can't, you know, who wouldn't love to go to Italy and eat? But you go to places there and let's just take, um, like I had a a dish, gnocchi. And it was a nice portion. It wasn't for, you know, three people to eat off of. The, Mm -hmm. The sauce was fresh. The mozzarella was fresh. And everything that I had there, I ate, it was filling, I didn't feel stuff. But here, if I would have eaten that same dish, I would have felt horrible or would have had enough to last me for two or three days. Why is it that our portions are so huge when it doesn't take all of that? Is it because that's what society wants? And then, of course, you know, we freeze everything. We think the preservatives and freezing is best when when you go to other countries, they do everything fresh. And I think that's um, a reason why 
in a lot of ways they are healthier. What's your take on it? Yeah, I think um, I I hear all the time. Um, my goal is to get to Italy here in the next year or two. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time in my life, I definitely will go there. Uh, and I cannot wait. But every time uh, someone talks about going to Italy, they do. They see how fresh the food is. Um, Europe, you know, in general, um, how vibrant the produce is compared to here. And, um, and I, um, I just think it's, it's such a different, um, culture. I really think it's a cultural thing. Um, and I think here in the States, we just have so much processed food that it's just, it just changes everything. I also, I have a friend who is gluten sensitive. She doesn't have celiac, but it's very gluten sensitive, but she did really well. I don't know if you've heard this too, but she did really well in Italy with the pasta. Although I heard they do have some gluten-free options now, mm-hmm. but she did really, yeah, she did really well and did not feel sick. And she said, I remember she said she came home and thought, oh, well, maybe I'm okay. And she uh, tried some um, items with gluten here and just felt sick. So I think it's, I think it's in the way we, we um, process our foods and the way we um, grow them. You know, there's so much, um, there's pesticides and we've um, adulterated the wheat for the most part here in the States. Um, And I think it's just, it's just mean, you know, manufacturing. I think that has such a big, um, a big thing to do with it. Oh, I agree. Totally. Um, so what other things do you have for the listener as far as their health and wellness? Do you go beyond the, the food aspect and, and dieting? What other things do you, you tackle with your clients? Yeah, well, you know what? Um, everybody is different. And so, gosh, somebody, um, I've worked with, she was, um, very stressed at work and, and then she would come home and her house was in disarray as far as, um, you know, not the people in the house, but as far as the clutter. And I said, you know, what do you think about if you're, if you're, you know, work is stressful for everybody at times, right? Um, so what if you came home and your house was decluttered? You know, that kind of thing. How would you feel? Would you feel that you had more clarity and more energy to fix a meal or to that you would just be able to relax before a meal or, you know, what just relax in your home? And so we started tackling um, how she can declutter her home. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just things like that because that will often reduce the person's stress. Um, you know, if you're, if you're stressed at work and stressed at home in some way, that's just tough. You just really can't get a break. And when you are stressed, that affects your, your gut health, your digestion, um, all kinds of things, you know, it's just not good for your health at all. So, you know, sometimes that's when I'll look at the person's, um, individual situation and just say, Hey, what do you think about this? And just kind of let them go with that and see if it would help. So there's just examples of 
different things that we tackle. So um, maybe, I don't know if that helps any of the listeners, maybe de- declutter a room that's really bothering you, you know, take charge of that. She also set boundaries at work and that helped her immensely to de- de-stress at work. So there's there's a lot of, um, stress is a biggie, you know, find, find an outlet. Um, I recently started yoga, uh, a month or two ago in the mornings and it's just been amazing for me. And I had, I was actually inspired by a client that I worked with last year. She discovered yoga and said that, uh, she had a, an executive, you know, um, position in a nonprofit. And she said, when I don't do yoga in the morning, she said, I, it just really affects my day in such a negative way. So I think finding ways to de-stress your life is also another big part of um, being healthy and losing weight. Mm, I agree. And I never thought about that, but you're right. Other things in your life, especially stress, yeah. you know, impacts the way you eat and the things that you eat, because a lot of times when we're stressed, we just want something quick and easy that may, we may not have to put too much time into. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think that's a going thing now that everybody is on the fast, convenient type of schedule. Everybody's busy. So they're trying to do everything that's quick and easy and not all the time are we making the best choices as far as what we're putting into our bodies. Right, right. Well, because yeah, when you are when you are stressed and you're um, hungry and you're tired, what what do you go for? You know, you go for the the sugar and the convenience and the uh, comfort food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Yes, definitely. Okay. Well, you know what. I'm going to get into our questions. Are you ready for them? Sure. Okay, here we go. Question one, who or what motivates you? Oh, uh, I would say my, my kids, for sure. Okay. My children, um, they're in their 20s. And um, my son actually is an entrepreneur as well. And he's a musician. Um, and they are amazing. They're adults now. And I am just amazed at what they are doing. And I want them to be proud of me as well. Wow. What demotivates you? Negativity. <laughs> when, and I would say what demotivates me uh, is negativity, negativity around me. And when my home is cluttered. <laughs> as well. I like to have things uh, in place. It just helps me. Um, I think it declutters my mind as well. And then the negativity, I honestly don't watch the news a whole lot. I, I try to, you know, I want to see, of course, what's going on, but I don't want to make that my life's focus because it's usually, it's usually negative. So I would say that's, those two things for sure. Okay. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good? Ooh. Um, yeah. Okay. I was, 
uh, this was probably, it's usually a work, probably a work story where someone uh, would have said that mm, I needed to, you know, improve in an area. And, um, but I thought, but I was told I was being, I was doing a good job. And all of a sudden I kind of got blindsided and they said, no, you need to step it up over here. And I was like, okay, um, that's, that's great. I see that now. Um, but, um, at the very end, you know, it was, it was said in a negative way. Let's put it that way. It was said in a negative way. And the way the situation was framed to me before was everything was great. I was just blindsided. Well, um, that really, I thought, well, all right, I'm going to show you, you know, I'm going to show you how, how great of an employee I am. And, um, they were going to give me about six months to, to step some stuff up. And I was like, all right, you're on. And so, and I did, I became like, um, yeah, I did really well <laughs> after that. It's kind of that thing where I'll show you in a good way. You know, it was really motivating. Um, mm -hmm. And one thing they said was, we're going to give you six months. And there was a little, there was a line at the very end of this email that said, and we know you can do it. So that was motive. That was really, that was really the motivating factor. I'm like, I can't, I know I can't too. Totally. Okay. What is your fear? Gosh, I try not to, um, focus on that. Um, honestly, because that just takes you down a spiral. You know, I, I honestly, I have fears, you know, well, this business workout, um, all kinds of things, but I, you know, I just don't, I don't speak it out and I just don't focus on the fears because this is going to be, um, it is an amazing business and, <laughs> and, uh, I just don't focus on that. Okay. Yeah. Is, is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Um, oh gosh, don't we all, <laughs> uh, don't we all, especially in you, you, you get to midlife. Um, well, this is kind of a fun story in a way, because you just never know how your life may have turned out. So when I was in high school, um, I had a chance to, um, audition for like, a, you know, how you have those, you have career centers you can go to in high school. Mm -hmm. Right. So this was for broadcasting. So I had an audition. I sat at a desk like I was, you know, on TV and I had to do a little news segment and I got in and I was really excited. But, you know, being the traditional thinking family and person that I was at that point, I was like, oh, I can never do that. I have to go to college. And so I went that route, which was amazing as well. I went to the Ohio State University <laughs> and had an amazing experience there. Uh, but I, the part of me always wonders what would have happened had I gone that route. So that's probably the, the thing I can think of right now. Okay. Yeah. Is there a time 
that you wish you had not done something? Um, again, don't we always have that? Uh, I think, I think there are times when you say things to people that you wish you could have taken back. I don't do that very often, but there are times when you just kind of blow a gasket and, um, maybe have said some hurtful things and it's really hard to take those back. Yeah. 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 What is your definition of success? Oh, um, my definition of success would be, to me, it is knowing that you have, oh gosh, that you have done everything in your power to make something happen um, and that you're enjoying it. I think success is doing what you love and doing it with your whole heart and knowing that you're putting your all into it um, to make it as successful as possible. Okay. How do you recharge? Well, I am definitely, a lot of people think I'm an extrovert, but I'm really not. Uh, Introverts need to recharge. Uh, by stepping back. And so if I have a really busy day, again, I enjoy people and I love being around people because I'm energized to a point. And then if I keep going, I have got to go, uh, go home, even if it's in between things for 30 to 45. And I will, my kids, if I can lay on the sleep and at least close my eyes for a half an hour that's good for me and then I'm ready to go again I used to call it um guys let me just rest my eyes (laughs) I know how that is because I'm an introvert as well so I understand that's cool yeah (laughs) what are you awesome at oh um I think I am awesome at smiling at total strangers and making them smile. That when I go grocery shopping or I'm in a mall or wherever I'm at, I try to look people in the eye and smile at them. And I would say, you know, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, so we're pretty, we're pretty friendly out here too. But um, yeah, I think I'm pretty good about that. I would say most people. Most people smile back. What legacy do you want to leave? Oh, goodness. I, this business yeah, is, is going to be a legacy I leave for my kids. Um, and hopefully for hundreds of people one day who will get help um, through my business, uh, getting healthy. This is just the, the beginning of it. Um, I have a vision for a large wellness center. Um, there's much more to come. And this is financially a legacy for my family and also a legacy just to help as many people as possible. Give the listeners one motivational takeaway. One motivational takeaway. Um, you know what? Just keep 
pressing on. Your future is so bright. Um, I have been in so many um, hopeless feeling situations and, um, you know, I'm a, I am a Christian, but I, I'd say if you're in a, in a dark, hopeless place, just ask God for help and um, just know that everything is going to be okay and just keep taking one more step towards where you um, want to be. Just one step. And just keep going. That's great advice. Lori, tell the listeners how they can connect with you, what social media platforms you're on, and what kind of services you offer. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, my website, well, the name of my business is Seeds of Change Nutrition. And uh, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram under that name. Um, my, that's the name of my website as well, seedsofchangenutrition.com. And there are some freebies I have out there. If you want to check my website under um, events and resources, you can find some freebies there and some uh, events that might be going on at the time. And if you connect with me on social media, my um, my direct message is always open if you have any questions. And um, I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching and also group coaching. And I'm working on um, a um, like a uh, evergreen um, program where it's it's going to be under a hundred dollars, and you're going to get a lot of value for that too. And you can you can um, use it at any time um, to help you get started in losing weight. So look out for that. And you can also sign up for my newsletter from my website as well. Great. Well, Lori, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with me. It's been very informative just to hear a perspective about health and wellness that we haven't had before. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Well, you have a great day. You too. Thank you. If you like Trina Talk, please don't forget to go out to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina Talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you have questions for me or need inspiration on how to go to the next level, tweet me directly at Trina L. Martin.